0: Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. I am really honored to introduce my friend, John Andrasik from Five for Fighting, com, by the way, is the website. He has a brand new song and video out, which really touches my heart and my soul, because I have to admit that over the last three and a half months, I have felt like I haven't recognized my country in the paroxysms of anti-semitism that calls for the genocide of jews coming from american campuses and american streets and i know that john feels deeply about this as well he's got a brand new song and video out uh it's called okay i prefer we are not okay because that's the way i feel and that is of course the chorus john and thank you again for your work and thank you for being here
1: thanks ed always a pleasure uh it's uh not fun to talk about these things
0: but um i think it's important to do so it is and uh, i was happy to um i was happy to embed the um video which was actually the twitter slash x um posting because youtube um as youtube often does if there's anything controversial in the video they won't let you embed it uh they just direct you back to the youtube uh platform because they want to check your age and that's fine i understand yeah Because there is some disturbing imagery in this. There's a lot of disturbing talk in this because just like your previous efforts um, regarding uh, Ukraine, um, these are difficult issues. There is a grotesque barbarity here that needs to be discussed and needs to be accounted for. You know, it reminds me
1: of Afghanistan and the atrocities we're seeing there uh, with our withdrawal and and things you never could imagine, Um, certainly some of the atrocities Putin's committing in Ukraine are are similar to what Hamas has done and continues to do. And I do think, you know, these are all interconnected, Ed, you know, you know, the axis of evil line, I think some people kind of giggle at that. But I think we have to take that seriously. Um, I'm sure Putin uh, was well aware of the plans of Iran to send Hamas to do this because he wanted to get some of the heat off the Ukraine war. And frankly, it's worked. You don't hear about Ukraine anymore. Um, so I I think all these things are interconnected. And um, I think we have to stand up to all of them as one. Um, we'll talk more about it, but you know, you see the UN as kind of a partner to these evil actors. Um, and it's it's not a coincidence. So, so yes, the, the Israel Hamas war, whatever you want to call it, is really, you know, the soul of the West against the soul of these evil actors. And um, and I think, frankly, I'm not sure if we're going to win that war, but hopefully this song's just another little little piece to um, to to say to say our side. And uh, because there is no kind of moral equivalency here as much as many in the media would like you to believe there is.
0: No. And, and you know, there are people in across the political spectrum who are speaking out against this. Um, yeah. But they're awfully lonely. You know, yeah. American Jews are awfully lonely at okay. at, at this moment in time. I, and there, you, you know, we, we hear this from um, from Mayan Bialik, for instance, has been very outspoken about um, about the fact that people are turning their backs on p- the people who they thought were their allies. And I know that sometimes there is a there is a um, impulse to say, well, these people are on the left. They should have known better. You know, they're getting you know, they're getting what they've earned. I I don't feel that way, because this is not about politics. This is about um, core values. And that's the reason why I've been so disturbed, seeing what's happening on the streets, on campuses, in the media, um, when people are chanting, you know, uh, for um, uh, Yemen to attack more Western shipping. Uh, I mean, it's, it's astounding to me how badly we have slipped. So I want to ask you, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I know that was part of the impetus to write this. Was there, a, was there a particular moment when you said, I really have to say something about this? That's a good question, because you're right.
1: You know, there are um, some strong voices on the left, and actually some that have kind of found their come to Jesus moment, like the ADL for being one, right? Right. Um, and, and I agree with you, this is not the time for tribalism and petty grievances, you know? Um, and my song, you know, and the video has been out less than 24 hours and you see a, a common reaction of like, thank you for saying this because nobody else is, is, well, people are saying it, but, but thank you for saying this. It's similar to the Afghanistan song. When our Afghan vet said, thank you for saying this withdrawal catastrophe. Thank you, because I feel alone in this, and I think we all feel like, why is everybody so silent? I said this yesterday on Fox News. Someone said, "Why did you write this song, John?" And I said, "No, that's not the question. The question is, why are so many so silent?" Um, but there are heroes, you know, Barry Weiss. You know, she um, she made a speech kind of in November that made me start thinking about the fact that this atrocity, Hamas can. Committed is unbearable. You can't even think about it. It's it's still happening every day. We hear something horrible, but she said this is just a symptom, and I think she's right. Um, when Jews are attacked and anti-Semitism is raging on our campuses and media is spouting, you know, Hamas propaganda, that's a symptom of a broken society. Yes, um, this is just one aspect of it, and we see many other aspects of that in our culture, and we can talk about those. Um, but I think it's a deeper thing and and as much as the song initially on the surface focuses on on Israel and Palestine it's really not it's about us as a society and how our institutions have lost their moral soul their moral compass academia uh the media and tragically in the house of representatives uh where we literally have you know hamas sympathizers um yeah. so it is it's it it is deeper than that um And I think it's something that's been going on a long time. But if we don't face it and address it, especially with our kids, you know, there's a there's a headline in the video that say, you know, more than half our kids between 18 and and 24 think Israel should be ended. Could you imagine that three or four months ago, seeing that headline? So we are we are really in a dangerous spot. So I think everybody, every voice, this song Bari was, you know, who, um, you know, the ADL, we need to put all of our political tribalism
0: aside because the consequences are too great. I think it's a great point. And I think that that is a message that really comes through in your song and in your video is that this is a, this is really a civilizational issue. Do you, do you support uh, a, a, you know, civilization Yeah. Do you support or do you support the destruction of civilization? Because that is what's going on uh, with Hamas. They are openly pledging to keep committing genocide against the Jews until they're dead. Uh, And yet you have people who are trying to defend them, trying to insist that um, Israel accommodate them when Hamas is saying there's no accommodation at all. Uh, We're taking back everything from the river to the sea, which is itself a genocidal uh, chant. Now, I guess before October 7th, John, I just kind of thought that maybe they were just not very well-informed, the people who would who would back that. But after seeing what happened on October 7th, and after hearing Hamas declare that that's exactly what the intent of From the River to the Sea is, I kind of expected that to be its own come-to-Jesus moment, which, you know, you right. use that term, right? Instead... And I've said this a number of times before. For people who are old enough to remember the film Cabaret, it almost feels like the "tomorrow belongs to me" moment, <laughs> where the Nazis are standing up and taking over, um, and um, everybody's trying to run away from them or, or ignore them. And we can't ignore them. We have to confront this now.
1: You're exactly right. And, and tragically, you know, you see that so much in the arts. You know, many of the leaders of that entertainment business are Jewish. And they are the most silent. And again, I don't want to name names. I'm sure people have compassion. But, you know, you ask yourself, how could the Holocaust ever have happened, right? Like, that's so just evil and brutal. And that can't happen in a civilized world. But we're seeing how it happened. Because we're seeing it happening. We're seeing it on our college campuses. We're seeing people probably of good conscience on some level that care about Israel, afraid to speak up, especially in the entertainment industry because they're afraid to lose. I, I asked somebody who's in the business, why are all these kind of Jewish leaders in, in Hollywood and the music industry so quiet? They said, well, there's 12 million Jews and there's 20 billion Muslims. And Qatar and Saudi Arabia is filming half of, uh, is funding half of our movies. So yeah. you're like, okay, that's rational, but that's, I don't
0: want to say the word evil, but it is a big problem. It's and so craven i craven, at the very least, right? I mean, it, 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 that's that's part of the issue. I think that there's always been a sensitivity in the entertainment industry about uh, about how um, uh, Jewish um, uh, management, right? You, you know, executives <laughs> yeah. are yeah. are are over you know overrepresented. I mean, I'm right. using scare quotes because yeah. they're there because. They've excelled. They've moved up the ladder. They, you know, yeah. they, they've they done well. And I think they've always been a little sensitive to that, um, especially probably in the earlier days of Hollywood. And there's some, there's some hang, you know, overhang on that. And and I'm sensitive to that. But this is a moment where you have to step up. And there are people who are stepping up and saying that. Again, I'll go back to my Bialik, Jennifer Godwin, who's a friend of my, my Bialik's, and they're doing podcasts together. Yeah. Um there are other um, actors that are stepping forward. I don't hear, however, a lot of musicians stepping forward. And I, I'll name an A. And I'm, I'm not even going to say this in, in a derogatory sense, but I just saw something on, I think it was on CBS, just maybe an hour before we started talking today, about how Green Day wants to come back as an activist protest um, uh, band and their New Year's Eve uh, thing on abc was part of that right and i'm thinking well that's fine and i i i I can respect that you know if you've got a position and you know you you can turn it into art and you're passionate about it you truly believe in it that's fine midnight oil i I actually really like midnight oil even though politics were completely different than mine they were a good band um i'm not a big fan of green day but i'm a little old yeah (laughs) day too but what i don't see are musicians standing up for, um, for Jews. Even if you don't want to talk about Jews in Israel, how about the Jews here in the United States who are being hounded off of campuses, who are, whose businesses are being shut down by mobs of you know angry bigots in the streets? We're not hearing anything about that. You're the first one that, I, that I'm even aware of, which doesn't surprise me, by the way, because I know you. <laughs> well, yeah, how about Jews that are being held hostage by Wait. terrorists?
1: You know, how about start with them? You know, I was honored to be part of the concert for New York, right? We were attacked viciously by terrorists and had a moment in our history um, that I don't think we could have imagined. And what happened? All of the artists in the world, the icons of the world, got together at Madison Square Garden and performed for America. This is Israel's 9-11, okay? In a way, this is the world's 9-11 to see how we're responding to it. So you're right. Why is everybody so silent? All these folks who like to like, you know, preach to us about human rights and everything. But you know, that that's kind of what has happened in the last three months. We have seen, if there's anything, I don't want to use the words positive, but if there's anything that's made clear in the last few months is so many of these people, some of these organizations that claim to stand for human rights and women's issues and minorities, they don't. Um, they only care when the issues can drive their political agenda. Where are all the women's groups that ca- claim to care about women's rights? Where's now? you know the u n women's group took fifty seven days to say, well, maybe these right you know rapes were bad after slamming Israel. So what we're seeing is a lot of these organizations are frauds, and in a way that's good. it's good for us to see, and we're also seeing who can stand up for good versus evil, right versus wrong. And it doesn't matter left versus right. And I have such respect for the Gal Gadots of the world because um, they are going to get slammed. They're not going to be invited to the parties. They're not going to get the roles. Um, it's easy for me. You know, I'm on the back end of my career. But um, Patty Heaton, you know, Patty Heaton has been very forthcoming, very passionate. So yes. there are people, but it is a, in, you know, infinitesimal amount. And I think Michael Rappaport said this, and I think here's all you needed about about, about Hollywood. The Golden Globes, right? That's a place where they love to preach and get on their soapbox and tell us how bad we are and evil we are and America's terrible and all this stuff's going on. Not one word about the hostages, right? Not one word. And that tells you all you need to know about the spine of Hollywood. But we can sit and bitch about it. We can whine about it. Or we can stand up and try to change it. And that's hopefully what this song will empower others to say, okay, I will say this, you know, uh, you know, screw it. It, 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 you know, and with every voice, with every song, with every comment, with every tweet, with every post, it makes us all stronger and it puts the other side on defense. And maybe I don't care how people talk, either if they're passionate or we shame them into it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's just let's just get us all on the right side. And um, and, you know, it's for our kids, man. It, our kids for future um, is on the balance
0: here. And um, hopefully this song will just be a little part of that. You know, John, in in your statement that accompanied this uh, yesterday, you said um, the causes of the moral decline on our campuses, our culture and institutions have been growing and metastasizing for decades. An inability to clearly call out the horrors of Hamas terrorist atrocities is not the root of the problem. It is the symptom of a deeper decay. I I think it's a, a huge symptom, but I agree with you. So what do you think the the root cause of this moral decay is? or causes, I should say. Well, there's a lot, but I, you know, I think part of it, and people talk about
1: it, is, you know, our kids and the professors and the left's kind of view of the world, it's not right versus wrong. Um, It's oppressor versus oppressed. That's it, exactly, yes. So if you're the oppressor and you're Israel, well, you know what, it's got to be your fault. I mean, look, the Harvard organizations, 26 Harvard organizations said it's Israel's fault that the women in Girls were raped and murdered, and the babies were put into ovens and the grandmothers were kidnapped. It was Israel's fault. Um, so it's not about right or wrong. It's and we see that in many aspects of the culture besides Israel and Hamas. So I think a lot of it is that indoctrination of our youth. Certainly, TikTok um also I think plays a big part in the kind of brainwashing our kids. Um, and also I think part of it is. The cowardice of folks at these institutions who are afraid to s- step up and, and say things, and I understand it. You know, I understand. You know, for fo- some folks, it's their job; it's their paycheck. Um, we saw it in Hollywood. You know, we had this underground group, Friends of Abe Forever, because people, you know, and it wasn't movie stars; it was makeup artists, it was directors, it was cameramen. You know, I understand they got kids and. And it's really hard to speak up, but I think it's a combination of lots of but it's really that kind of mindset that, yeah, right or wrong doesn't matter. It's are you the oppressed or the press-e? And I think that that has, you know, and that kind of woke philosophy, I think, has really been um, what's broken our moral compass. And, uh, and I think, but you are seeing some people to, to stand up to that, right, Ed? I mean, obviously you-, you guys, but you see someone like Bill Ackerman, who's kind of a liberal and, and kind of having this moment of clarity of this is evil this is a disaster this is something that we cannot uh, sweep under the rug so there are signs that that i think the tide might be turning but um
0: but who knows no i mean i but i think you've diagnosed it properly the 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 issue for me here is that we have spent the last 60 years cutting ourselves off from the pillars of western civilization in education and we have generated three or four generations, we've created three or four generations of people who are indoctrinated rather than educated. And I mean, you, you see this constantly is that you can't even have debates anymore on college campuses or practically anywhere else, because the people who you're engage, trying to engage in debate can't debate. And so the only option they have is to shut things down. Yeah. And that's part of this, John, is the fact that you, you they simply can't defend themselves. They're not intellectually prepared to defend themselves. They're not educated in this system to defend their positions, right or wrong. And so their impulse is to shut everything down. And it's part of this sort of fascist left um, development that we've seen, which is not terribly surprising since most fascism is actually on the left, um, You know, historically over the last century, that's certainly the case. And um, and this is part of that, is that there isn't even a discussion of who the Israelis actually are, because uh, at least about half of them came from the Middle East. They're Mizrahi Jews. You know, people tend to think that these are Ashkenazi or, uh, uh, or Sephardic Jews, which, you know, who came from Europe. But about half of them came from the Middle East after having been expelled by the other Arab countries in the region. And, um, and so they're actually indigenous here. The Jews have been in Judea you know, for thousands of years in, in small numbers or large numbers. They've been there for thousands of years. This is their homeland. And it's the only homeland that they've got. And the idea, you can't have that conversation with people because they just simply shout you down. And the or reason they, is, it's because I know that I think it's somewhere deep in their hearts they know they're wrong, but they they can't they can't bring themselves to admit it.
1: I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think I don't know if they know they're wrong because it's kind of like a cult. It's kind of like a religion, right? And they yeah. have been educated how to, to to deal with it. They call you a racist or a sexist or whatever, a oppressor. Um, but what we've really seen, I think, in the last few years, is we always knew that the college, you know, campuses is and and and, and I want to be clear. It's not all of them, right? You don't have these, 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 you know, debt to Israel at Alabama. You don't see it in the SEC, right? It's in our elite universities. It's on the coastal universities, Um, but I think what we all thought for many years were, well, you know, this is kids. They're radical. They're going to have to get a job. They're going to have to pay taxes. They're going to grow up, and you know, they'll see the light of the real world. But that's not happened. What Hmm. has happened now is those kids are now running the New York Times. They're programming the BBC. Um, they are um, the Secretary General of the UN. So right. they're in, and they're members of Congress, and and they're being elected members of Congress. So I think that's the real scary thing is this mindset is now um, enabling the terrorists. You know, if it was just Hamas committing this terrible atrocities, it'd be terrible, it'd be horrible. And 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 I think we could get beyond it, but it's not. When they know they have allies, you know, Hamas, the leader of Hamas said to the general secretary of the UN, thank you for your words of wisdom. When he was basically, you know, saying I, I, Israel deserved it. So when you have allies in the media, in the UN, in the U S house of representatives, um, that only encourages the next massacre. And it makes it much harder to stamp out, you know, these, 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 Cultures that have this culture of death. And, you know, one thing I put in the video, too, is and again, this is not a pro-Israel video, Ed. It's not. It's not an anti-Palestinian video. The hero of this video is a Palestinian woman who I put over the lyric, we need every good woman, every good man, because she was saying Hamas is taking all the aid and using it to build their tunnels. That is the bravest woman I've ever seen. We all care about Palestinian children. We all care about Israeli children, Afghan children, Ukrainian children. But unless we come to grips with the reality, the moral reality of if you really care about Palestinian children, are you calling out Hamas for putting children in hospitals and schools over headquarters and missile launchers? Are you asking the Arab nations of the world why they won't take one refugee? Poland took 4 million refugees, Ed. We know that. Are you calling for Hamas to release the hostages and lay down their arms and not one more innocent Palestinian would die? To me, that's the moral position. Now, I believe a lot of folks calling for the ceasefire and that I believe they're compassionate. They just don't want war. Just stop. I get it. I think there's a lot of those, some in Hollywood. Are they useful idiots? Maybe. Is Do they have a bad heart? No. But is there a large majority? That has a more sinister approach that want Hamas to win yes and some of those are sitting in our biggest institutions in academia and media and sitting on the floor of the house
0: that's a big problem indeed i know john you've got to get going because you have uh, you've got a, a, a you've got a full schedule here trying to talk about this and get and get people to watch this video and to try to touch hearts i think this video does a brilliant job of it. the song the video, it's the complete package. It's called okay. You go to fiveforfighting.com. I don't think you have it up over there yet, but you do have it on your uh, uh on your uh Twitter X account, right? At John Andrasic because that's where we embedded it. And yeah, the, the Twitter's up there. Uh it's on
1: YouTube. We did put the YouTube link on the, the website, but yeah, just Google Five for Fighting, okay. And you know, the reason I called it okay and we are not okay, Ed, because I understand that to me it's like okay, enough is enough. Yeah, enough is enough. It's time the first line of the song is it's a time for choosing and it is and um i appreciate you i appreciate hot air i look at the site every day and um you know it's a team effort no voice is too small
0: that's well and listen i really appreciate you um uh, allowing us to be part of this john um because i'm a big fan and um but also You know we're we're friends we've known each other a little bit now for a while and uh and it's always good to uh get together with you and to discuss anything but this is really important work and we're honored to be part of it so thank you very much my pleasure thank you